you are listening to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. This is a collective of creators and callings that bring us together. Here are your hosts, Aziza and Candice. Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of these shenanigans. I'm one of your hosts, Aziza, aka Gourmet Pens, and I really, really want to just dive into this episode because it's very exciting and enticing. So let's welcome my co-host. Hi, I am the co-host. I am Candice, aka Inks and Anchors on Instagram, and we're ready for the fun. So let's <laughs> oh god let's, let's think, hang out <laughs> i think we need to just do this separately yeah and our amazing producer can we'll just, just put us together and just that's be like, right this was planned we are that in sync <laughs> and in tune with each other but we do that every time so at least we're keeping the bar low um, anyway before we get into the juicy stuff let's share our pick of the pen case because we did new acquisitions last week and I don't want to embarrass myself by talking about what I got. So let's do pick of the pen case. This week, I have my Diplomat Magnum. Now, if you don't know about the Diplomat Magnum, and I actually think they are very underrated. It is Diplomat's like entry-level pen. So it's about 25 Canadian. I cannot do conversions in my head. So I don't know what that is in US. What, like 17? $2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. It comes with a cartridge in the barrel and it takes standard international converters. It is a plastic body and it has a steel nib. Now the one I have is a medium and the nib is exciting and the pen is exciting. The finish of my pen is really bizarre. It is called John Doe. I don't know why because it is a really cool purple like blue iridescent color so like you know as you rotate it it kind of changes and i don't know why um they went with john doe that's bizarre it is is bizarre it's a bit (laughs) morbid i think they have other colors as well so they have like a pearlescent white and a lime green and like clear ones so there's so many color options but anyway we're not talking about color options we're talking about what i have so the medium nib slightly bouncy very very nice nib it's smooth and fairly wet really an exceptional writer and i think if someone is like, oh, I want a new pen or I want to gift a friend a pen, I think the Diplomat Magnum is totally overlooked. Anyway, I inked it with Mont Blanc Royal Blue because I'm lazy and that's the ink that I had at hand or like within arm's reach, literally. But they match really well. And this is a pen that I'm okay sharing with people when they're like, oh, can I borrow your pen? And I eye them skeptically and I'm like, okay. <laughs> You could borrow my Diplomat Magnum because it like it can handle it. So anyway, I also have them in the Gourmet Pen Shop. Hint, hint. That's my shameless promote, um, self-promotion. Shameless plug. <laughs> but it is a really a very cool pen. Candice, what do you have? Yours well, is going to be way cooler than mine. Uh, well, I don't know about that. If it's way cool. Yes, it is. It's way cooler. But <laughs> Well, At least you tried to pretend. Well, I know. I tried. But um, mine, I would definitely not lend out to, to anyone or, or only certain people. But anyway, mine is the Wood Wonders of NC Operex Opal Pen in um, Sunset Lavender. I think you have one as well, right? I know That's you have one. purple, right? Yeah, it looks magenta-ish. It's not, it's yeah. nothing, it looks nothing like lavender or sunsets even. Possibly, possibly sunset, but definitely not lavender. So it's a stretch. It is a stretch. It's a stretch, yeah. I'm glad that you picked this pen because I have one and I don't have to be like, oh my God, I need to have this pen because you have one. one. 
That's right. Yeah. It is um, a beautiful, beautiful pen. I love my Opal, Oprex Opal pens. I've always, as you know, I'm, I'm want, trying to do one in, one out this year. So I end the year with the same number of pens that I started with on my list. And it's getting harder and harder, especially because I have a few pens left that I just I'm getting harder to choose from the yes. you know, to yes, sell because and you're curating. I'm really time. curating, yeah. And this these opal pens are among those that I cannot bring myself to selling just because they're so stunning in in real life. But anyway, I digress. It is inked with Saskatoon berry pie, which is an Ooh, ink that, that? <laughs> it's an ink that is exclusively available at Gourmet Pen Shop. And you had selected six inks in collaboration with Ink Institute. And I mean, they did the hard work. They did the hard work, but you made the decisions, right? So that's true. That was actually that was hard work. There's a lot of colors, <laughs> and but of course they did a really, really good job because we love the colors. Yeah, I love this. I, I mean, I love pink ink. This is a magenta kind of pink, but the beauty about this one, it's called Saskatoon Berry Pie. It's in line with sort of a Canadiana theme that you had for the six inks, and this one actually looks like it goes on a lighter magenta pink, and then it darkens as it dries, almost like a berry ripening. Like it's yes. just, it's magical, it's and like I a love fine wine. It ages, but it's that's just, right. It's a Saskatoon berry berry pie. Aging. Yeah, I've never had Saskatoon berry pie, but <gasps> I'm, I must. I know. I know. I think Sad. for 100 for research purposes, you should. We need because to because it's research to know. Like, hmm, is this similar to the ink? That's right. How do I get? Sa- I don't even know where to buy Saskatoon berry pie. Anyway, Figure we'll out. talk about that. Yeah. And the nib on the pen is what really makes the pen, um, or at least what's been really bringing me joy for the whole complete package. It's a brand new nib that I got to me. I bought it used off the pen addict slack from a fellow slacker, Cindy Barber. And as soon as she listed it within five minutes, I messaged her to buy it. And she actually said five, well, only within five minutes of her listing it. As soon as I saw it, I bought it. Okay. You didn't hesitate. (laughs) No, no. And she actually messaged me back to say, I actually, when I listed it, I thought of you. So I guess my reputation precedes me. It is a Sailor 14 karat nib that's already preloaded in a flexible nib factory Yovo collar. And it came with the Sailor converter, which was astonishing. The price included the converter because as you know, we've purchased Sailor pens before, expensive yes. Sailor pens yes. with, no, with no converter. And the nib is an extra fine. And before you start making up your face at me, I, d- I, I would never. And <laughs> you would never. This extra fine nib, if you recall the conversation we had about the regrets in selling pens mm-hmm. of that episode, and the one pen that I did regret selling was that Fresca that I purchased from you because it had an extra fine nib mm-hmm. that was not a hard extra fine, but just a regular extra fine nib. It's a 20 karat gold nib, but it wrote beautifully. It's just, for me, it was fantastic. Well, it turns out that this nib, I knew it was an EF, but I thought it was a hard EF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was. it turns out that it's just an EF. And it really makes a difference because it's not, usually the EFs are, they're really hard to write with, even though they may be perfectly tuned. It's just, anyway, it's a perfect amount of softness. When you put it to paper, It's a perfect amount of softness and, but it's still a very fine line, but it's Mm -hmm. a joy, it's a joy to write with. And Mm -hmm. so when I picked this combination, pick up my pen case, it just turns out that apropos of our discussion, we will be talking about nibs, right? So that's probably a good segue into... It is a beautiful segue, I think. I really like this because as you were talking, I was already thinking in my head because, dear listeners, we are very lovely folks, Candace and I, but we are 
like how well candace is far more functional as a human than i am the outline is basically like serious nibbage that's all it says <laughs> so we are really going to we really didn't want to structure this particular episode because we wanted to talk from like speak from the heart right well as we would if we were hanging out exactly <laughs> where you get all excited and it's like someone brings out some serious nibbage and you're like oh my god and you have to fan yourself because it's really hot and enticing so i think you're right that is a perfect segue let's talk about serious nibbage so we heard your feedback and we want to make sure you are learning as we are having fun. Um, we'll chat about a topic to help you on your pen and writing journey. Yes. So serious image. First of all, a very important, I think, is we have to define serious image. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, it's interesting. I think you should go first. And okay. then I'm going to, because I don't know if this is an objective uh, definition oh, of the term, subjective. right? Totally subjective. Right. So let's, y- you go first. Okay. I'll go first because it is very exciting. And I was actually thinking about it today. I was thinking, okay, how will I define serious nibbage? So to me, serious nibbage is not about the pen. It is the nib and the ink delivery levels, which is the feed that combines into the writing experience to give you what serious nibbage is. And it's entirely subjective because what serious nibbage to you may be different to what it is to me. It could be a steel nib, it could be gold nib or titanium. It could be really, really, really dry and super extra fine because you like really tiny, precise lines. Or it could be broad and juicy and like a fire hose and you need blotting paper to even <laughs> look at the page so you don't get ink everywhere. Whatever. It's, it's really what floats your boat, I think. And I also think in an entirely non-subjective way. Serious nibbage can also be defined as a nib that is special somehow. So it could be an extra fine, but say it's a handmade nib, or it's been hand engraved, or it's a broad nib that's been poured by someone who is starting to create nibs. And it's a round broad with a normal ink flow with a normal feed. I think in that regard, it wouldn't be subjective because the creation of the nib itself is like an art. So I'm like that. Okay, that's serious nibbage for me. No, let's do you. You you tell us your idea of what serious nibbage is. And then we can talk about like each other, like our own serious nibbage <laughs> categories, I guess. Sure, sure. So <laughs> I agree. I, it was funny because when you said, um, came up with the idea, well, let's talk about serious nibbage for one episode. Uh, I also said, geez, I wonder how you would be describing that and how you would define that. And I agree completely that it is really a special nib and it doesn't have to be. Usually people tend to think of serious nibbage as a big, wet, juicy broad or, you know, must be a stacked nib or something really, you know, laying down a lot of ink. But for me, it's, it it could be that, but for me, it it really is sort of a special nib, something that's not a standard, a standard writing experience, perhaps, right? So something a little bit special. And I mean, there could be lots of categories, but for me, for instance, this week, in addition to that sailor nib um, mm-hmm. that I got, I also purchased a nib from someone on Reddit. The mm-hmm. pen swap, I think, is the the subreddit, and I think his handle is Mister PFM. And he loads up and he creates a nib unit made out of vintage nibs installed with ebonite feeds and an ebonite collar. And to me, 
to me, that is like that's serious nibbage because it is an unusual setup and something that you can't find everywhere. I mean, I've I love vintage pens. I love the writing experience of vintage pens, but I cannot stand the filling systems. I mean, it's the cleaning of the filling systems to be clear that I really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. despise and or some of them that are boring looking. I mean, some of them look beautiful and have stacked cellulites, <laughs> stacked yeah. celluloid look and they're gorgeous, but then yeah. it's a piston filler or um not a piston filler like a or like a lever the, or a button filler or something. Lever and the button yeah. filler and they're hard to clean and you've got to be careful about what ink you use. And there's also black chased hard rubber that it's just plain and oxidized. That's right. It's like this yeah. is half black, half brown and it's like, blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the nib is beautiful, right? It's yes. a gorgeous writing experience. And anyway, this is kind of like the best of both worlds because what he does, I think he does this regularly, but he sources, I don't know, he claims no vintage pens were harmed in the process. So... <laughs> I don't know where he's getting, where he's sourcing these nibs, but they have, um, uh, from the batch that I purchased, the most recent batch, there were a few Waterman ideal nibs. So these are hundred year nibs, right? That I think mm-hmm. are guaranteed to work for a hundred years. And there were some Schaefer nibs and I got a Schaefer lifetime nib, which I know you just purchased a pen. I'm a huge fan. It. Yeah. Yes. And mine is an extra fine, but Again, so even though it's not a fire hose and, you know, a really broad writing experience, to me, this whole setup is serious nibbage because I can take this whole nib unit and put it in any of my custom pens that take a Yovo nib. Um, There's no plastic anywhere. It's all made out of ebonite. And yeah, so it's an exceptional experience for you. It's a completely exceptional experience. I love the two-tone nature of it. Yeah. I'm jealous and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, that's serious nibbage. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's that's one category that I would consider serious nibbage. I really like that. I I like that. I think you're you're right. When we think about serious nibbage, we kind of think, okay, it's going to be like a super broad nib. It's going to be like triple broad, really, really wide tipping, really wet writer. And I think the reason that that tends to immediately qualify is because it has the look factor. Like it's really unusual or like with stack nibs, you know, there's a lot of craftsmanship that has gone into it. And there's no doubt that that is serious nibbage because of the work that has gone into it. Another point I want to make is that it doesn't have to be something as unusual or hard to get as a handmade nib or something like a stacked nib because a special nib grind to the user can also qualify as serious nibbage. And for example, I have, I'm going to get slaughtered, crucified, blasphemized for this, but I have a Pelican M1000 nib and it has been long discontinued because it was a round point triple broad. It was horrible. It didn't write. It was (laughs) overpolished. And I was like, this nib is stupid. And this is back when I was still kind of nuts like adventurous with my nibs, maybe. Maybe I was just like, you know what? This is too expensive and too special for it to never be used. So I took it to Mike Masayama and I said, hey, I would really like a formal cursive italic, which sounds confusing because a cursive italic is a forgiving italic and formal is a not forgiving italic. But because he is a magician and a nib magical doing thing (laughs) um he ground that nib to a formal cursive italic and it's so weird because when i write with it i'm like this is 
so counterintuitive because it feels crisp, but writes like a cursive italic. Oh, that's amazing. So and di- so I did, I, I, I ground a 3B, which you can barely find nowadays, but it is now super, super serious nivage for me because it writes exceptionally. So I think the right grind can really elevate the experience. So for, so for me, it turned that interesting 3B into a spectacular 3B, if that makes any sense. Of course it makes right. sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> and, and because you, you were saying that in your pick of the pen case, you have this new to you Sailor Extra Fine. And I'm assuming you're using it for Zentangling? I'm using it for Zentangling. I'm also just using it for um, notes in my Hobonichi A6, which is the smaller uh, Hobonichi. So I've gotten into this habit of doing my to-do list for the week for work, all on one page of the A6, even though it's a one page a day thing that just Mm -hmm. doesn't work for me. But so each week I have a to-do list and as tasks come up, I just add to it. So it's very important that I put all my tasks on that one page (laughs) for the week. I don't know why, but it's just come just, it just turns out that it's just, it's my system. It just, that's what it's developed into. And so I know that I have to use a very fine point to get everything in. And uh, so I'm using it for that as well, but I just, I love it. I love that EF and, but, but yeah, that was actually, but it's not a grind. It just came like that. And I was just lucky, I think. Right. But I do have one of those special grinds on a platinum C nib. So I've had coarse nibs before. So platinum C nib, I think is the same as a double broad. They call it double broad, but Um, it's a coarse. I think they do also have a double. In Platinum's world, yes. But in Pilot's world, it's different. Double broad is not a coarse. Right. Right. Okay. So totally confusing, but for Platinum, I know. So I've had the C nib before and I don't love the big round blob and I know you do, but, and I don't, I don't mind it, but I just find my writing looks better when it's more architecty, right? So that's totally fair. Yeah. And this one, I ended up getting this nib ground in DC by CY Mm -hmm. uh, from Tokyo Station Pens. And what I had him do was a curved architect. So it's kind of like a zoom nib, I think, the way the zoom works with different angles. So it's a curved architect on the regular writing. And then on the flip side, it's an EF, but everything is smooth and the flow is perfect. I, I mean, I'm just, I, I really am amazed at how these nib grinders can do this on the spot in a pen show. Yeah. Literally, they they allocate 30 minutes, but they never take 30 minutes because it's usually a bit of a chit chat for the first, mm-hmm. first of all, they're late usually because the previous appointment goes over right. and then you're, you know, chit chat for five minutes, so you're 10 minutes into your slot, but they do it within 15 minutes, typically 15, 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. anyway, it's become one of my favorite nibs to use. And again, it's in a Yovo collar and I can move it around in my different um, custom pens. That's another good thing. Uh, we mentioned this fairly regularly, uh, that Flexible Nib Factory makes a selection of collars that allow you to swap your nibs around. And I think, first of all, it's absolutely incredible and I love it because it really makes access to serious nibbage more attainable. Yes. I guess. Uh, like you were mentioning with your, your vintage Schaefer, I completely understand that you might not want the vintage body because you have to do 
the lever filler and it's like black chased hard rubber and and it's not interesting. And being able to put this on a relatively modern pen that's easy to clean, easy to maintain, it's really exciting. And full of sparkles. That's a given. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So I think that the option of Flexible Nib Factory has given the whole pen community access to more serious nibbage, whereas before it might have been more limited because, for example, a nib that I have in my collection that I would, I think, subjectively and objectively qualifies as serious nibbage is my Waterman Music Nib. And it's a wide stub. It is three tines, uh, two slits, two breather holes. It's unreal and it's flexible. Right. So it's just like, okay, I'm getting excited. Wow. (laughs) But it's on a cracked Waterman 94, like a vintage lever filler. Uh, The threads are cracked, so it dries out really quickly. And I know that Flexible Nib Factory has made a feed and collar for a Waterman music nib before. And I'm like, I think, I think I need to get that. Yes, you do. Why why don't you have it? Yeah. Why don't you have it yet? I don't know. I, I really don't know because I think it would make the serious nibbage experience not just super fun and serious nibbage, but exceptional serious nibbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at defining things. Can you tell? Is serious nibbage an actual word? Can you use that in uh, well, Scrabble? Is nibbage an actual word? <laughs> of course it is. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. If you use it enough. I think eventually you'll get into the dictionary. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it may be urban dictionary, but that's okay. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, I mean, serious nibbage is a broad category. And from my point of view, if I were to ask myself, Ziza, why do you want this nib that you think is such serious nibbage? For example, Opus Cinerus, when Annabelle started making nibs, I was like, oh, she's making silver nibs that are stacked but created from one piece of metal and hand engraved and i'm like uh yes first of all but why might i want that because it offers a different writing experience it puts down ink in a different way than another nib does so even though you might have like 10 cursive italics they're never going to be identical correct kind of annoying but kind of great. Exciting. That's right. So you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gives you an excuse to, you know, have 10 of them. Tons of nibs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't have to say, oh, I already have a cursive italic. You can say, oh, I can get another cursive italic because it's going to be slightly different. So, Candice, why might you want serious nibbage? Like, what do you use your serious nibbage nibs for? I use mine for, I guess, three things. One is my Zentangle. So these are the finer pointed nibs. So mm-hmm. what we talked about my Sailor EF, but there's another one, which even though it is a, a stock nib for Pilot on its 912, I think it is, it's the PO nib, which... Well, Pilot is pretty fantastic with their nibs. With, oh yeah. The, I don't know how many of their stock nibs they have. Is it like 14 or something? I don't know. It's yeah, just they got, they a pretty big range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's not count them out because we'll let's forget. Not. We'll forget one. Yeah. But we'll but the PO the PO nib is it's slightly downturned at the end, almost almost like a mini Concord nib. Yes. But it's extremely fine. It's very firm. And I think the history, if I'm not mistaken, is that it was used traditionally to write on postcards. 
Is that right? Or paper, newspaper or newsprint. And therefore it was, yeah, I thought it was paper that was not particularly found. Yeah. And so it's so fine that quick drying and it was fine fine. and um, less chance of feathering. And uh, there was a reel I did once where I did the entire alphabet in one little grid of graph paper and I used the PO nib for that. And so anyway, I digress. And we'll put a link, I think, to the reel if I can find it. But that is, I use that nib sometimes for zentangling because it's so fine and narrow. Um, so that's one reason uh, one uses zentangling. The second is lettering. There's certain alphabets that look better with, say, an architect grind, for instance, like the architect lettering. Not a coincidence. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? <laughs> thought, yeah. right? But, but also there are other lettering styles that you just use an architect grind or a different kind of, of course, a, a cursive italic, and it mm-hmm. just looks fabulous, right? And it just lends itself to that. So lettering. And the third is just to have some inky fun and be an yes. ink slinger. And yes. so my favorite serious nibage, nibs to use would be my pen sloth guru nib or also known as the hammerhead. And I actually, in the last couple of weeks, I think I did do a post on that. And coincidentally, I wrote serious nibbage with that word. Coincidentally. A coinky dinky. A coinky dinky. (laughs) We are brilliant. We are so smart. We are so smart. Uh, So that and would you consider Pilot Parallels serious nibbage? I don't know. Candice, I was literally just thinking if I had to pick one pen and one nib, it would probably be a Pilot Parallel and an Opus 88. Wow, look at that. I know. Because it is so serious nibbage It's next level serious nibbage. And you can just turn that nib on its side and write with the corner and write as as a fine point or a regular... Exactly. It gives you so much, like, first of all, it's... Okay. Oh my God, I'm getting excited again. Okay. (laughs) If you can learn how to control that nib in that if you learn how to write at an angle that only gives you half of the pilot parallel nib, you can write like an architect. Yes. So it could be an architect, it could be a cursive italic because they're sharp metal plates, right? Or you can write on the corner and get a fine, or you can write on the whole plate and get a serious broad. And it's just so exciting and so accessible to everyone because the Pilot Parallel is very affordable and really robust. And okay, I'm getting, uh, seriously, I'm so excited just thinking about Pilot Parallels. Like, they're my soulmate. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. And I actually, so... So yes, they're very they're very accessible, and of course, if you want to kick it up a notch, you can do mm-hmm. as you and I have done, which is you, you just grab that pilot parallel nib and pull it out of that pilot parallel feed and plop it into your Opus eighty eight, <laughs> and and you have a fantastic vessel to write your heart's yes. write to your heart's content. But also, and I think we've talked about this before, and if we haven't, we should have, and if we have, you need to hear it again, which is. <laughs> Which is you unscrew that section, you keep the pilot parallel nib into the section, you you unscrew it, and you can, in certain custom pens from certain pen makers, you can screw that into their body, and yes. you have a fabulous, beautiful custom pen with that serious pilot parallel nibbage, right? So it's, the ones... 
so the ones that far. I found so far, um, I think Taylor Pen Company, London Pen Company, and um, Hardy Pen Rights, Hardy Pen Rights, and On a Whim, Benu Pens, Benu Pens. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, so, there's so there are many. few. Just try them all. Try all your custom pens doing that because seriously, that's just lose, a way, right? nothing to lose, and it's just a fantastic way to enjoy your custom pens with different nibs, right? Absolutely, just whatever you feel like it. But you know what we keep forgetting about Pilot Pen? Well, I keep forgetting anyway. Is the whole color transfer thingamajiggy that you're able to do when oh, you, yes, when you the kiss gradients. the two yes when you kiss yes. the two nibs together yes consensual nib kissing <laughs> always ask your before you before you kiss it uh <laughs> so explain explain the kissing so the kissing is you take two pilot parallels and you have the plates parallel to each other and you bring them together so that the open part of the nibs touch each other and what's going to happen is if you do it where it is vertical the nib on the bottom is going to through capillary action it's going to draw the ink out of the nib on the top and you will get some kind of ink blending that happens just in the nib and feed and as you write with the parallel that was on the bottom you're going to see the color from the parallel that was on the top. And as you continue writing, it's going to wear out and then you'll resume having your initial color. That sounds really confusing. No, it's perfect. It's, it's, everyone has it's to try this. It's fun. fun. Yeah. It is so much fun. And as you get more comfortable with your nibs and your hand control, because this is really important, because with the parallel, as you nib kiss, uh, you can do it where it's like full-on nib kissing, where the entire nib of your pen A is fully kissing pen B. <laughs> or you can do a one-third kiss, where one-third of pen A is kissing one-third of pen B. So then your lines are going to be like broken up, where you have... I've never tried that. <gasps> I've, I've only tried... them perpendicular, you get an X... Oh, I've you only are. done full-on kissing. Oh, now I'm gonna, now what I'm going to do tonight. You to explore your kissing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think we just got the name of our episode. <laughs> you need to explore. This is what we happens when we record at the end of a long week uh-huh. and late at night. So that is serious nibbage. Mm-hmm. And I serious think that's fun. A really good. I think that's a good description of what serious nibbage is, right? Like it's a really, it's subjective. There are, of course, objective things like accessibility, craftsmanship, and what a nib does to an ink, like making it look wild, like yep. your your pencil off guru does. Yeah. And also like with your finer nibs, where it is such a pleasant writing experience that you actually enjoy it and want to use that nib. And so it's not just extra fines. I think something like the Sailor Saibi Togis, which are like ultra extra fine, I think that's pretty serious as well. Yeah, that's right. It takes it takes skill to grind that and also to be able to write with it. Right. So that is serious. Also, I have to talk about not just wet nibs either, because I think a good dry nib is actually a beautiful thing to write with because you can get that brush effect sometimes because when something is is yes. dry and and you can sort of get it uh, as I, I that's the best way to explain it as a, a brush effect so if you had sort of like a food a nib which is a upturned nib yep. and it's in a slight it's a drier kind of uh, nib you can really get the brush effect where it's not the whole line that's being drawn but yes. it, you have sort of... It's like brush calligraphy writing? Brush calligraphy writing, yes. Yeah. And also, some 
inks that are very wet in a dryer nib, you can actually see the color of the ink. So one of my favorite inks is uh, Mont Blanc Lavender Purple, but in a very wet pen and wet nib, it just looks black and it's kind of boring. And so I tend to use that nib, uh, that ink in a pen that is has a drier nib and mm-hmm. you get a wonderful shading purple, um, in my opinion. So right, right. that's that's another benefit of, of actually having some nibs that are a little bit on the dry side. And that's why one pen, one nib is, is not just, is no go. No, no definitely not. No. And one ink, no. If you want to enjoy it and experience different writing experiences, different writing styles, visually enjoy different things with your eyeballs, with your papers, you absolutely should experiment with pens, nibs, inks, paper, and switch it around. Absolutely. Because like you said, a different ink and a different pen, a different nib can give you a different visual on the page. That's part of the fun, right? And that's the reason why actually I, you know, prefer cartridge converters is because I do a lot of that. Like I'll, I'll ink up a pen and I'll be writing it and it's a different combination that I haven't tried before. And I'm writing on the paper and I think, nope, this is not, this is not working for me. And I have to, I want to switch it out. And so I don't feel like I'm wasting a lot of ink if I just have a little bit in the cartridge or the converter, Mm -hmm. and then I just clean it out. It's easy to clean. And then I try another ink, right? Or an, or a different nib with that pen, you know, whatever. So yeah, that's another benefit for Inky doing explorations, it. right? I love it. You could get lost for hours, days. <laughs> where's Candace? Oh where's Candace? Where's, where's <laughs> She's playing with her pens <laughs> and nibs and eggs. That's, that's valid. It's also sadly very true sometimes. <laughs> yes, th- yes, this is true. Uh, I think this was really fun. I really enjoyed chatting about Serious Nibbage with you. Me too. There is a Serious Nibbage hashtag on social media in case anybody wants to join in or explore other Serious Nibbages that have been submitted by others. And it's not owned by anybody, so you are more than welcome to submit your Serious Nibbage for uh, Serious Nibbaging. Serious Exploration? Yes. Serious nib- nibbers? No, v- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay, that wasn't... <laughs> we have reached the end of our neurons, <laughs> of our brain capacity. But thank you, Candice. And I hope everybody enjoyed this. And if you have serious nibbage questions, please send them to gourmetpensclub at gmail.com because I think this is a topic that can be explored extensively and we would love to... I don't know, offer our thoughts or answer nibbage questions for you if we can. So that's my serious nibbage spiel. Okay, I think it's time to wrap up this week's episode. Yes. Thank you, Candice, for being here. Do you want to share with listeners where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at Inks and Anchors, and you can find me on YouTube also as Inks and Anchors something something. I think there's a... There's a We'll link to you. We'll link, yeah. I don't, we'll don't know the exact name. Just, Candace doesn't remember. I, just to be clear, I haven't actually posted videos yet. I am I am working on it, but it's been a busy month. And But I would be pleased if you subscribe so that you're ready, ready to receive the videos once I actually post something. But anyway. Ready for the next drop. The next drop, yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Thank you, Candace. And Aziza, where can people find you? 
Yes, well, I am Gourmet Pens on the interwebs, and I'm also Gourmet Pen Shop and Gourmet Pens Club. And I obviously need to have a life, but my life is basically pens. So that's where you can find me. <laughs> and thank you all so much for listening. And we will not see you next time, but we will, I don't know, get into your ear holes next time. <laughs> that did not okay, sound bye. like Bye. <laughs> Questions, comments, or suggestions? Shoot us a message at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, okay, to be clear, we we are not doing the kissing. It's the two nibs that are kissing. Totally. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I had to clarify that we, because you do lick your ink out of our pilot panel. No, no. What's going on? <laughs> because I think our producer is dying. <laughs> I think she's going to quit, <laughs> or she'll just cut this out, probably, possibly, or maybe not. <laughs> maybe she's going to make those pencils after dark because it's like, what happens after dark? <laughs> no, never mind. Don't even think.